This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on iHeartRadio. 
Well, next year we've been on iHeartRadio for quite a while now, just to let you know. You're tuned into the station and the show that celebrates us, the Glitfab Rainbow Fartner. That's gay, lesbian, intersex, transgender, takatapu, queer, fafafine, akaivine, bai, and all the fabulousness in between. And of course, outside of those scopes, because sometimes fluidity is where it's at. And let's not forget our non-binary folks out there. Right, right. Lady H on your mic for your funky Friday. We love having you on board, Fano, wherever you are in Aotearoa and across international waters. A big flat out shout out to New Zealand on air. Without you, fabulous radio stations like Free FM wouldn't be here. A big flat out shout out, of course, to Free FM. Without you, Flat Out Pride wouldn't be here. And last but not least, you, you fabulous you out there, for coming on board and tuning in to hear what's hot and happening on the show. Talking about that, hot and happenings for your weekend. Gender neutral pronouns, non-binary, under the spotlight, and here and queer, a TED Talk. That is our lineup for the show. Stay tuned, Fano. We are going straight into our TED Talks. We are queer and we are here. Maya, the drag queen, shares their journey. Then we'll follow up with a beat. Here, queer and staying by K. Marie is holy. Stay tuned, Fano. Stay tuned. So, all these people that you see are drag queens, and they actually promote femininity in different forms. There is no right or wrong femininity. There is, it's the way how you portray it. That is how it is meaningful in many ways. Now, as a child, I was thrilled by theater and I so wanted to be part of theater. So I was like, you know, whenever I was working in uh, Hyderabad and Bangalore, I, you know, wanted to go to theater and perform and all of that. But I felt that I was stagnant. I felt like I was not growing up, like in terms of as an artistic career. And that is when I thought, you know what, I'll start watching movies. And when I watched a movie, it was known as Mrs. Doubtfire. So these are the different forms of drag in India. So if anybody asks me, Kathakali, then there's Tayyam. And as theater person that I used to be, I used to like love to act in so many uh, like plays, theater plays, and all of that. So that's when I saw Mrs. Doubtfire. Now, if Robin Williams can do drag, I can do drag too. So with that, I started creating this character known as Maya or Mayama. Mayama means mother of illusions or mother of magic. Because when I come on stage, I provide the magic of a woman or illusion of a woman. Now with that, when after I created and after I was open about my sexuality and has uh, outrageous queer performer, um, my family was against it. I still have family members calling my parents and actually saying, he deserves a counseling, you should send him for counseling. And at the same time, my friends left me because they couldn't understand me or understand my journey. Now, it's been five years since I've been performing as a drag queen. Now, with that, I was going through a lot of changes in terms of me as a person, in terms of 
me as an adult as well. So these are, this is my first performance as Maya the drag queen. And with that, I was not able to, like, you know, be myself. I was not able to, like, you know, perform to my fullest. But at the same time, with, you know, looking at who I am and looking at who I truly am, I sought to be, like, you know, the famous drag queen as my the drag queen. Now, there were times when there were people actually pushing me down, telling me that you're not good enough, you're not good as a uh, performer, you're not... But then I chose to see within. I chose to actually say, listen, if I have started this, I am actually going to be inspiring to a lot of people. And with that, I just kept moving forward. I just started doing more shows. I started doing more photo shoots, more, uh, you know, video shoots, and a lot more, like, you know, in terms of how I can communicate to people everywhere, all around the world. So with that, I actually did a lot of articles, I did a lot of videos in terms of how to educate people on drag as an art form. Now, I owe to Mr. Keshav Suri for actually promoting drag culture in India as a whole. He actually gave me a lot of opportunities. And he gave me a lot of opportunities to actually succeed as a drag queen. With that, I would like to say that we as Indian society, we are actually ignorant about the LGBTQIA community. We are not ready to accept them. We are not ready to actually learn their journeys. That's why I created a talk show known as Chaya with Maya, where I actually, you know, portray a lot of, you know, I invite people from the community and show that they are actually human beings. They actually like to, you know, go to gym. They like to actually go and eat at the same restaurant that you do. And with that, I wanted to say that, you know, at the end of the day, we, as a community, we are human beings. And you should accept us the way we are. Now, with this, people have so many stereotypes about drag. A drag, I feel, uh, you know, is about an art form. There are people, some people who say that, oh, you are transitioning to be a transgender. Oh, you are trying to cross-dress uh, just for a living. Or uh, you are a sex worker. You're going to kill people. But when are you actually going to look at us as performers, as artists, at the end of the day, as human beings? I've been asked a lot, do you feel like a woman? I, at the end of the day, I'm a cis man performing as a drag queen. That's it. Now, with, you know, with ignorance stems hatred. And with hatred, there's no humanity. You know, there are ways where we need to find how to actually support people from the community. Like, we are just human beings, and we just like to be supported by you. Like, at the end of the day, sexuality and gender is fluid. There are times when there are a lot of people who thought they were straight. I thought I was straight at one point of time. 25 years of my life, I thought I was straight. But then, like, you know, Maya happened, and then I realized about my sexuality, and here I am.
I am a living proof for you. So with that, you have to show an example to the society on how you can make a difference with the community. Irrespective of, you know, like if you are part of the community or not part of the community, you can be an ally too. And you can actually support the community. So what we, for example, Keshusuri Foundation, we actually use um, like, you know, sensitization trainings, drag queen story hour, where we actually promote, you know, LGBT community in a different way, in a different approach, a different lens. That is of a humane approach. So this, the, what you see, we are, there is drag queen story hour and I actually go to schools and teach children about the community, how to be sensitive towards the community. Like, there are times when you have to actually embrace the community, empower them, and it's your way to mainstream them. Now, uh, I've come towards the end of my talk, but at the end of the day, we are queer, we are here, and we are here to stay. Get used to it. Thank you so much, everybody. Round the cycle, we still go home. Morning, what we hate to know. New dead, new dead. Wishing I'd have to see. So much death in front of me, more gone, more gone, more gone, more gone. School and home and work and play, the fight is always rigged their way. This pain is a job that's never done. See, but I can't change a game we all got to play. No, 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 no matter what I say But we can change the rules that we play by Here's one that's non-negotiable We're here, queer, and we're staying We're here, and we ain't going nowhere No, we're here, queer, and we're staying Death out in these streets We have had to redefine living And they pushed us out and kept us down You can't get away with this much longer and We're all up in your workplace All up in your bathrooms We gotta make a life just like you Said we're all up in your workplace, all up in your bathrooms. We gotta make a life just like you. See, but I can't change the game we all got to play. No, 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 no matter what I say. But I can't change the rules that we play by. Yes, we can. Here's one that's non-negotiable. Oh, 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 we're here, queer, 
You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM, 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast, us via freefm.org.nz, via accessmedia.nz app, Spotify and on iHeartRadio. Tuia Ngareo o Te Hapuri, bringing together the voices of our community. That is, in fact, Free FM 89.0's tagline and Flat Out Pride absolutely supports that kaupapa kōrero because it is about sharing our voices however they're going to be heard and shared and we have the right to share those eh whānau, whāshawa coming up on your show what's hot and happening for your coming weekend gender neutral pronouns and non-binary kaupapa kōrero I really wanted to bring up a couple of clips there for you um, some beats and under the spotlight is up next uh, Cara Delevingne and a bit of a mic drop a clip that she was in on uh, with James I can't remember his last name um, yeah funny hilarious just wanted to add that and of course we've got Beats Pepper through there have to have the boots I hope you enjoyed a, the TED talk from Miss Maya the drag queen um, sharing their story so that's our line up funnel. That last beat was Here, Queer and Staying. K. Marie is Holy. Hope you enjoyed that. All right, let's get into the goodness. Under the spotlight, Cara Delevingne. Caravano, so we're rolling into Under the Spotlight. Putting a spotlight on a member of our rainbow community, and tonight it is Cara Delevingne. So, Cara or Cara, hopefully I'm saying it right, Delevingne. Born 12th of August in 92, is an English model, actress and singer. She signed with uh, Storm Management after leaving school in 2009. Won Model of the Year at the British Fashion Awards in 2012 and 2014. Um, so she is 5'8", blonde and blue-eyed. Now, she is famous for, actually, she's done quite a bit of acting. And let me tell you, she's probably the one areas that she's famous for in terms of acting. Uh, the 2012 film adaption of Anna Karenina. Her most notable roles 
have been in the romantic mystery film Paper Towns, that's back in 2015, The Enchantress in the comic book and the film uh, Suicide Squad, 2016, as well as Loreline in the Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets in 2017. Copy. There we go. So, model. 2002-2014. Had a big fat breakthrough. Had lots of, um, what do you call it, awards. But we'll get to that. Let's go to her personal life. So, Delavine openly identifies as bisexual and pansexual. Back in 2015, confirmed she was in a relationship with an American musician, St. Vincent. And then they separated a year later. Then uh, 2018, Delavine came out as gender fluid using the she, her pronouns, which we're going to find more about in terms of being uh, gender identities. Uh, 2019, she was in another relationship with actress and model Ashley Benton. Uh, sorry, Benson. Get that right. And then in 2020, uh, they split after two years of dating. So she's a self-described animal lover. Following the killing of Cecil the Lion in 2015, she auctioned off her personal tag hua watch in aid of wildlife conservation. Nice. At the Woman in the World Summit in October 2015, Delavine spoke about her battle with depression, which began at 15. Then she discovered her mother's drug addiction the following year. She left school for six months, agreed to go on medication, which she said may have saved her life. Then in 17, this morning, she re revealed that she also had ADHD. Same year, she alleged that circa 2016 producer Harvey Weinstein sexually harassed her, attempted to kiss her without consent, and propositioned her for a threesome in a hotel room in exchange for a role. So she declined, obviously, and but was still in cast in the film. But see, she regretted it because his actions terrified her. Uh, 2017, a film called Tulip Fever. She starred in there and alleged that he told her she would never work as an actress in Hollywood because of her sexuality. She has multiple tattoos, um, a zodiac sign of a lion, her lucky number in Roman numerals, um, a little tattoo saying made in England on her left foot, um, her initials of her nan, cool, a southern cross around her ear, a white dove on her finger, silence on her wrist, a sack yank on her back, a snake on her hand, a pair of eyes on her neck, a coat of arms on her ribcage, her mother's name on her biceps muscle, breathe deep on her other biceps, bacon under her foot, and Didi monogram on her hip, symbolising her friendship with fellow model Duran Dunn. A wasp on her finger, don't worry, be happy, on her sternum, and a heart on her finger. And a smiley face on her toe. Cute, eh? Anyway, that is her personal life, Fano. I want to bring your attention to the multiple awards this wahine has been nominated to and won. So in the British Fashion Awards, she had three nominations. The British Independent Film Awards had one nomination. British LGBT 
Awards had three nominations. Cinema Con Awards won, Al Style Awards won, and won one. Um, People's Choice Awards won nomination. Teen Choice Awards, seven nominations and three wins. Young Hollywood Awards, one nomination. So overall, she's had eight wins and 19 nominations. Stunning and stunning. So definitely a British LGBT plus uh, celebrity. So she started her acting career back in 2012. Anna Karenina, as you would have heard, reincarnation by Chanel. And that was a short film. The Face of an Angel, 2015, Paper Towns and Pan. Uh, she played the mermaid in Pan. 2016, Kids in Love. She played Viola. And in Suicide Squad 2016, she played June Moon, the Enchantress. 2017, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. She played Loreline. Tulip Fever in the same year. And then 2018, London Fields. She played Kath Talent. And another movie, Her Smell, she played the role as Cassie. In 2020, Life in a Year, and she played the role of Isabel. On TV, she's been in quite a few, well, at least five, Playhouse Presents, and she was the uh, actor Chloe. Carnival Row, Vinette Stone Moss. 2009, Running Wild with Bear Grylls, had, had a go herself at that. Um, sorry, 2019. And still in the same year, RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, she was on as a guest judge. And 2020, Only Murders in the Building. And she played Alice um, in the season two. So she's been on lots of videos, 2010 all the way through up to 2020. Uh, directed, Crying in the Mirror. Um, is also on a video game, Grand Theft Auto uh, number five that was back in 2013 lots of commercials but a jimmy choo chanel magnum apple inc beats by dre has done some cameos herself the 1989 world tour live that's 2015 as taylor swift's guest 2016 cameoed in absolutely fabulous the movie and 2020 Miss Americana and of course that's the documentary about Taylor Swift. Aye, so this Mahine has been around and is not shy to be herself, has explored so many different avenues in terms of uh, being in the community. That is Cara Delevingne. The next clip I've got here is on the Late Late Show with James Corden. And it is Drop the Mic with Cara Delevingne and Dave Franco and of course James Corden himself. And you'll see here who the winner is at the end of that. After that fun I'm going to go into a beat. Shapes and Colours by Greyhound and Ellipse. Stay tuned. Give me a beat. For getting you this bit, we can all agree you're not famous enough for it. Don't worry, there's still time, you'll be discovered. But I'm pretty sure we actually meant to book your brother. I was someone dropped a match and burned that movie down. You're perfect for Suicide Squad. I'm being heartfelt because when I see you try to act, it makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> Ah! <sighs> 
kill yourself. You promise? Is that a fact? I've never heard a better reason for me to act. I can see it now. The headlines about me. Cara Delevingne, the woman who saved late night TV. <laughs> Dave Franco. Oh, yeah, you're here too. I'm like America. I never noticed you. I haven't seen your movies and I definitely won't. Now you see me. No, sorry. I don't. Cara Delevingne bought a Taylor Swift scene. Well, here's some bad blood if you think I'm being mean. Cause you think that you're an actor in movies right now. Trying to hide an accent thicker than your eyebrows. <laughs> Your show ends at 1.30 every week So hello to the pets whose owners fell asleep British actress to sing and dance to break into the scene You're less talented, much fatter, Mr. B <laughs> How do I get around you, man? I'm trying to get around I'm trying to get around, too much of you I actually like Mr. Bean, so the joke's on you But you don't have the eyebrows All right Your brother's cool, while you, you're a nerd. He's Marky Mark, you're Donnie Wahlberg. Don't ever think you have the skills to take me. The only funny thing you've been in is Alison Brie. <laughs> my favorite Delevingne, I'd pick your sister Poppy, because she's my favorite model and you, you're just a copy. Hey, you and Dave, you got one thing in common. You're only famous now because your older sibling's awesome. It's funny, I didn't even, I didn't even see it. But it makes sense now. <laughs> Someone hold me back. I mean, seriously, this is going too much. Your carpool karaoke is purely luck. Stevie Wonder is blind and even he can see you suck. You get to work with Reggie once. That must be fun. Too bad Reggie has to work with a man that looks like a thumb. <laughs> to Dave, you're just like blood. You're thicker than water and you destroyed scrubs. <laughs> you're both shorter than me and I think that you'll find I've hooked up with hotter girls than both of you combined. <laughs> all true statements. Uh, Alright, here we go. Before all your fans tweet that I'm a jerk, I'll be nice and just say, let the real actors work. You're famous right now, but the come down will be hellish. You're not a household name, because no one can spell it. And now to respond to the dweeb across the pond in a suit looking like a sad, bloated James Bond. Beating me in a battle? That's a reach. You'd have to steal lines from Michelle Obama's speech.
You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0, Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz, accessmedia.nz, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all that goodness. Flat Out. You've got Lady H on your mic for your Funky Friday. We love having you on board, Farno. Tune in every Friday's at 5 on your free FM down. That's free FM 89.0. Okay's, okay's. That last beat there was Shapes and Colours, Greyhound and Ellipsa is the artist. We're going, of course, on the show. What's hot and happening for your coming weekend? Next up, gender neutral pronouns from Tom Scott. There's a little clip there. Um, and also... City Life talk show is talking about non-binary and how that, what that looks like and sounds like in terms of identifying with that. So this is Copa Cordero I want to bring with you or to you. Then we'll share a gender-neutral song um, created by a group of rangatahi, which I thought was really nice. And, uh, a hearty little ditty that helps people to hear and understand in its most simplest ways. Okay, so that's us. Let's go into the goodness. Grammatical gender is the concept found in about a quarter of the world's languages that you can sort all nouns into male or female. Le or la in French. 
De, de, or das in German. The das is for neuter. In Zande, which is found in a few countries in Central Africa, there are four grammatical genders. Human male, human female, animate, and inanimate. There are even occasional languages with more complicated systems than that. Now, I'm a descriptivist linguist. I am not meant to judge whether language features are good or bad. I'm just meant to describe what they do. But grammatical gender is just such a stupid concept. I sort of hate myself for saying that, but it is really silly. So that's a, that's a computer, is it, French? A computer, so it's male. All computers are male. And that's a bottle, French, really. So it's female. All bottles are female. Really. Should I dress it up in a friggin' pink apron and give it a rolling pin as well? <sighs> Descriptivism. Don't judge. I, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I am exaggerating, but I genuinely have tried searching the literature for any advantages of grammatical gender. There's only one vaguely convincing argument, which is that it can help clear up ambiguities and speed up recognition of words by a small amount. Okay, but three quarters of the world's languages manage just fine without it. And meanwhile, grammatical gender causes a heck of a lot of problems. First problem, it affects the way you think. When asked to describe a key, German speakers, who classify key as male, were likely to associate it with words such as hard, heavy, and jagged, whereas Spanish speakers, who classify key as female, were more likely to say it was golden, intricate, and little. That also says a lot about gender roles in society, but my word, that's something I am not qualified to talk about. Second problem, it's really clunky. Job adverts in languages with grammatical gender have to either use both terms or a half-assed marker to clarify that they're asking for anyone. Which brings me to English. English doesn't have grammatical gender. It used to, in Old English, and we've still got a couple of words like blonde and blonde that change depending on gender. But we don't have to worry about filing everything into one box or another. But what we do have is the third-person pronouns he, she, and it. And that is a problem. If I want to refer to you, the viewer, I have to use the pronoun he or she, which is ludicrous for several reasons. One, it's an unwieldy three syllables, and it sounds awful. Two, there are folks who don't fit into or don't want to declare as either of those categories, and if that surprises you, you need to get out more. Since it is a bit dehumanising, there's really no suitable English pronoun to use. Except, English does have a solution, and lots of people are using it, and a lot of the old stick-in-the-mud folks hate it. The answer is they. Facebook is using they. I signed up to Facebook before they started asking for gender. I've never actually told them that I'm a guy. So my friends see Tom Scott updated their profile picture. And you know what? That sounds absolutely fine to me. It just seems normal now. It's going to depend on your dialect, whether it sounds good to you, but brace yourself, because singular they is spreading very fast. But you didn't even notice when I used it in the very first sentence of this video. And it's got history. Even Shakespeare used it. Better yet, because they sounds natural, it gets around the problem of trying to force invented pronouns into English, which, let's be honest, has never actually worked. So there you go. I've gone against my descriptivist training and said that one linguistic trait is better than another. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Because well, many of us have grown up using the word he to refer to males it. and she to refer to females. But what if you relate to both genders or neither? Well, you may have heard the term non-binary lately. Here to share with us what it means and how it's breaking the identity mold is Dr. Karen Gordon. And please welcome Derek Dotto, who's here to share their own personal story. Welcome. I'm so
so happy we're talking about this. And Derek, I'm so happy you're joining us because, you know, you're, you're in this position where you're sort of, uh, you've become this example of what's happening right now with gender neutral language. And um, I feel like it's a good opportunity to educate people who don't understand or don't understand the evolution. So I want to talk first with your story, starting with when you decided to explore gender neutral pronouns for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think I gender neutral pronouns only really kind of came within my sphere a couple of years ago. Um, and it's kind of been since then that I was thinking about it just based on my own personal journey. Um, obviously growing up, I felt I was very different. Things just didn't fit puberty that changes and takes on even deeper layers and then you know I finally come to terms with it come out as a gay man but even that never really fit and I, I just maybe thought that was me and then hearing about non-binary genderqueer uh, and people who are gender non-conforming that was definitely much more of a fit for me because you know I think that for a lot of people, gender is, you know, just a set of expectations based on your reproductive organs. And those expectations just don't work for me anymore. Mm -hmm. They never did, as a matter of fact. They were very damaging to me in my life in a lot of ways. So how would you like for us to address you? So my pronouns are they and them. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying Derek is coming over for dinner, they are bringing a friend, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, I don't love being called man and dude and bro, mm -hmm. but those are just on me. But again, it's, you know, recognizing that people are people and they fall into habits. So just yeah. like I'll be misgendered multiple times a day being called he and him, mm -hmm. people will also call me man or bro at the end of a sentence or statement just because that's how they are. And often, I'm sure you've been called man as well. Well, I even call women. I say that to a hey man, what's up? Or I'll yeah. say, hey guys, how many times yes. have I called you yes. guys guys? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, so what? Where are the parameters for? Like, is that okay, or is that offensive, or does that depend on who you're speaking with? It totally depends on the right. individual. Yeah. Um, some people will correct everyone at every turn. Yeah. I personally, it's all situational. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't feel comfortable correcting someone in front of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a group of work colleagues mm -hmm. or at a social function or whatever. Or maybe I will if it's a group of closer friends mm -hmm. um, so again yeah it's it's all kind of situational sometimes it's a follow-up after the facts fact a conversation a text an email whatever um, that's a little more one-on-one -on -one and respectful for their side of it because I'm also asking something of people mm -hmm. and that is to right. kind of rewire their speech patterns mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. that they've been raised with which I think is acceptable you know, I've heard people say, well, it's hard, I can't get it, it's hard to wrap your mind around it. It's like, yeah, I think it was hard for people to understand that there was going to be inclusivity when it came to women. I think it was hard right. for people to understand there was going to be inclusivity when it came to races. I mm. think it's all difficult to change and evolve, but you still got to do it. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we're, we all have to feel like we belong in society. So it's a fair ask for you to be asking mm -hmm. people to understand the language that needs to be used. So Karen, I'm going to get you to jump 
in mm -hmm. now um, because we want to talk um, about accepting and um, being inclusive and you've got some tips for how we can all jump in. So first of all I just want to say thank you to Derek. Somebody on this panel and mm -hmm. they said you were going to join. I'm like Derek's one of my favorite people so this mm -hmm. is like amazing thank because you. we are on a learning journey right? Yes. We're all in it. I'm in it. You're in it. Yes. And so I think the more that we can kind of uh, work with each other I think mm -hmm. is really important. So uh, this will be a, this will be a new topic for a lot of people. People yes. are like what the what are we talking about? I don't even know. So I want to try to really help us all kind of get on the same page. Okay. Yes. So just to kind of hear a little bit of history which I think is pretty fascinating. 2014 University of Vermont was the first university to basically allow students to choose their pronouns on their applications. Okay. And then that data was actually taken and given to university professors so the professors knew how to address people. Yes. Harvard then kind of like kind of followed up the, the next year um, with basically doing the same thing and so universities what's interesting is universities was the the group that really kind of took this and started running with it. I'm not surprised though because yes. think about the, the vibe on a university campus. Right. It's all about like, exploration and being inclusive. And pushing the limits. And pushing and the limits. Researching. And, yes. Yeah, now yeah. what's interesting so universities yes uh, K-12 schools are have a long way to go. Oh <laughs> definitely. Right? So there, we're, we're all this in, kind of in this, in this together but one of the first things I want us to really think about uh, in trying to understand I think my greatest hope from today is that we try to understand mm -hmm. Um, where everybody is kind of coming from is, is to really understand the evolution of mm -hmm. language. So when you think of like there's certain words like hangry. Hmm? Hangry. Hangry. We right? all understand that. We all that, understand hangry we? now. Manspreading. Yes, manspreading. Yes. Words like this. That's now in the Oxford English Dictionary. Oh, it just really? shows that as humans we are evolving and as, as we evolve we actually change, start changing our language. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important versus thinking of things kind of like really kind of in these kind of boxes. Okay. Okay. I think it's really important for us to understand the evolution. The second thing you say is know the language. Know so the please language. Please acquaint yourself with things like they. Yes. And there. And yes. understanding what that means and who you should be addressing. And Z. In that way. Okay, Z is the yes. other one. All right, so again, we're, I want to educate. Yes. Okay, and this is education for me too. Yes. All right. So uh, some of us will identify with female. Yes. Right. Uh, she, her, hers. Some will identify with male. He, him, himself. Mm -hmm. Some will identify with gender neutral. Yes. As we talked about. So them, they, their. Yes. And um, but the other uh, pronoun that's big, big, well, it started. But Derek and I were talking that it hasn't really caught on. But I would like it to get catch on. Is Z. Yes. Okay, Z. So Z is speaking. I was listening to Zier. The coat is Zier's. And where, what's the, where does that, it is, what's it's the genesis neutral. of that? Well, it's, I think what happened was, and Derek and I were talking, I think it was almost started by my thinking is universities, like they tried it, like we have to create another word. It was creating because another they word. Because is confusing because yes. we think of it as plural. Yes. So it's almost like Z was started, yep. but it's not, it hasn't caught. Okay. Correct? Yeah. It hasn't I, really caught. I definitely considered Z for yes. myself when I was thinking gender neutral neutral pronouns, but I'm just not enough of an early adopter for it. I'm okay, not, but you're not I'm against not it. Jump on the, I'm not against it I at all. I personally like it. I just think, um, for me personally, when I thought about how I'm going to have to educate people, right. mm -hmm. I thought it would be a little easier to educate them on uh, vocabulary or words that are already in right. uh, in what they what they say. What they're using yeah. versus I'm going to teach you a whole new word. A right. whole new That's a lot of pressure on you, Derek. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot to take on, so I get that. Is the they there coming from a place of two-spirit, binary, both genders? Is that why, is that why it's a they and there? I'm just trying to understand why that why you would pick those words or why that's been chosen. It's possible, I think, yeah. for some, but mm. grammatically, you know, when we talk about people and you know, say I'm having a dinner party, 
you invite Karen and she's bringing a friend and you tell me, yes. okay, Karen's bringing a friend, are they allergic to mushrooms? Because you haven't told me yet if this is a man or a woman or how they identify. That is so true. we do use they and them, not just plurally. It's just it's a matter of kind of reminding people of that. Right, and using yeah. it a little bit differently. Uh, I'm gonna leave on, on your last tip and that's just choose to be respectful and inclusive. You can have all the question yes. marks in the world mm -hmm. and you can ask all the questions in the world, but the, the fact of the matter is people are coming from a different place when it comes to identity. We all are. And it's our responsibility to get in there and figure out how we're all going to live in this world together. Yes. Yep. So thank you for sharing that story, Derek. That was great. You're tuned back into the Flat Out Pride Hour here on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Live stream and podcast us via freefm.org.nz. Accessmedia.nz app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on iHeartRadio. Flat Out. Lady H, on your mic for your funky folk, gay. We are going into what's hot and happening for your coming weekend. That last big defano was gender neutral song. Cool lay. That's a cool little ditty. Okay, let's go into what's hot and happening. Hopefully you were able to get to Exploring Rainbow Hub at Rainbow Hub Waikato at 4 o'clock today. Uh, Friday, still on your Friday. Drive-in cinema movie experience at the Auckland Showgrounds. That's ASB Showgrounds. 217 Green Lane Road, 
West and Epsom. Go to eventbright.com to get your ticks. Colay, the travelling cinema company, are the ones hosting it. Love that idea. Wish I'd come to H-Town. Fano, it is Tauranga Pride Week. Hopefully you've been able to get to a lot of the events. Um, and for your Friday is the Pride Party, yo. That's at the Freeport with Clever & Co. That's Bayfair's Shopping Centre, 19 Gervin Road at the Mount. A celebration of all things Pride. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Friday night, skate night at the official Hamilton Inline Hockey Club. The tickets from Hamilton Devils, or one word or lowercase, .co.nz. And I believe that's up over Ham East. Yes. Out for coffee for your Saturday. That's 265 Grey Street in Hamilton East. That is hosted by Hamilton Pride Inc. Fano. Nice. It's a new coffee group. Um, Rainbow discounts off your order. LGBTIQ plus event to meet like-minded people in a safe space. Go join them and hang out. Um, for your continuing for your Saturday, LGBTQ Domestic Violence Awareness Day. Now that is an event that's being held online. Um, dvafoundation.org and that's open to anybody that wants to jump on board their whanau. Auckland Invades the Summer Races Day Party that's been held in Ellerslie, 100 Ascot Ave in Rimuira, Auckland. Go to tickets.mme and I suggest you go to the book face page for that one. Pride Picnic, Tauranga Moana Pride is still happening and that's at the Strand in, of course, Tauranga Moana. Tuesday the 31st of May, Wellington Feminist Creative Community has Poetry Night at the Fringe Bar, 28 Allen Street in Te Aro, Wellywood. That's $10 cash at the door. All the money goes back to the poets. 7.30pm starts whānau. Eight poets bring their finest and freshest work to Tuesday nights. June Public Night, Hamilton Astronomical Society Observation. So let's go and check out the stars. Finally, that's here in our very own observatory in Hamilton. Tickets are from eventbrite.co.nz. Thursday, the 2nd of June, is Karangahape Night Market for your first Thursday of the month. That's at Beresford Square. Uh, in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland, Farno. Food stalls, check out the events, go to Kevin's, St. Kevin's Arcade, all the goodness. For your Thursday next week, Good for Laughs, Good George Comedy Series is happening in H-Town. Pro Night, Next Level Comedy at 321 Queen Street in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland. Tickets from eventfinder.co.nz. And that is your line-up for your weekend and your week coming. Hopefully you were able to get to a lot of Tauranga Moana Pride events. Happy Pride, Tauranga Moana. Wish I could be there. If I lived there, I certainly would. Anywho, that's me, Fano, Lady H, signing off. Have a fabulous weekend. Uh, take care of yourself and your loved ones. All our love and thought go out to our tamariki out there that passed away from the shooting in America at their kura. 
We think of you and your whānau. Um, love, light and laughter out to you all. Uh, take care. Be safe on the streets and in the sheets, whānaus. Condoms and lube are your safest form of protection. And uh, we'll catch you all up next week. That's me, Lady H, signing off. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.